Welcome to Just Relax, a podcast where we take that advice seriously. I'm Rachel. And I'm Heather. And we're just two millennials trying to chill out one experiment at a time. Just relax. Namaste, Rach. Oh, hey, Heather. Do you know what today is? It's uh, it's Monday. Episode 10, Monday. Oh, yeah, a big Monday. <laughs> Episode 10. Yeah, like as if Mondays could even be exciting at all. Like Whoa. this is an actual exciting Monday. Congratulations to us on one zero double digits. Exactly. And namaste's and tranquil lights who have made it this far with us. Day oneers. Thank you for coming this far. We've grown so much together. We would just like to thank the Academy <laughs> for allowing us. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, 10 episodes is, is a, it's a, it's a decent number. We're really in this thing. Like it we're doing is. it. It's so exciting. So do you feel 10 episodes in that you've changed and you're more relaxed overall? Are we achieving that goal? I think we are. What we said in the first episode was like, I'll know I've achieved it when people start making comments about it. Like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like start to notice it. And and that hasn't happened yet, but like I've started to notice. So I feel like that's the first step. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Like in hindsight, when I come across situations where I'm like, yo, like I wouldn't have handled it like that or whatever. So I'm happy that that's happening and yeah. I'm excited to continue because like, you know, I've tried things with the intention of relaxing and some things have worked and some things haven't. And I'm excited to like keep trying things to see like what else we discover out there. There's a whole yeah. world of relaxation stuff. Right. There's so many things to try and we've only like just chipped away at the tip of the iceberg so I feel like I've developed more of a toolkit so that when I do encounter stress in my life I don't just like wallow in it and let it build up I'm more proactive to being like okay well did you sleep well like did you try stretching or breathing or you know CBD did you try to not be stressed exactly so it's, it's easier that way and I've also had one person tell me I'm chill whoa which was so surprising so it's my boyfriend's stepmother I saw her for a wedding and she was just like oh you seem so laid back anyway and she just said it in conversation like that and I'm like what laid back me I I think maybe I present that way a little bit more than you might that doesn't mean I am but I mean no one has said that to me before really so that's that's a step in the right direction I think so um, it's starting to happen it's happening we're chilling the f out yeah man and if you all are trying this stuff with us hopefully namaste and tranquil lights people have also been starting to tell you that you seem pretty chill or you seem pretty calm or you seem pretty cool or like you're so yeah. relaxed all the time yeah so, so what's stressing you out this week this week this is such like a first world stress problem this week i was particularly stressed like even just looking at the friggin' window right now it's stressing me out because i'm like oh what is the weather doing like, <laughs> it is just the- folks it's like what do you how do you prepare <laughs> literally and it's like it was so beautiful all day today and then the clouds are starting to roll in and I'm like what the fuck and there's just been like because you know it's starting to get to that season where you want to be outside all the time you want to be on patios you want to like look cute and go for walks but then it's like my number one issue lately has been like either thinking it's warmer than it actually is outside so I like dress like it's warm and then I'm outside and then it turns out like oh there's actually like heavier wind so I'm like sitting outside with my dog and he's 
loving his life, like running around in a fucking field. And I'm like, I look cute, but I'm actually freezing. What's up? I'm like, hey. Or <laughs> it's like the other way around where I'm like, oh, you know what happened yesterday? So I'm going to be extra prepared today. So I put on like an extra jacket or like a thicker sweater or something. And then it's like, there's no breeze and huge sunshine. So I'm like, I'm sweating, but it's fine. It's like cute sweat. And it's cool. What's up? Like, sometimes I'm literally like, why did people emigrate here? Like, how did we even end up in Canada? I know. I used to think that too, but then I had, I remember saying that to someone like at my first job when I worked at a grocery store, I was like, yeah, it's so cold. Like, why do people even live here? And they were like, because it's a great country built on all this great stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) But like before we even had a country, like why did people live here? I guess it was new and exciting. And it's like like, the Vikings didn't even stay. Right? Literally. What's stressing you out this week? I'm stressed by weather. So basic. Oh, so basic. You're in Amis Bay if you're stressed out by weather. (laughs) No, I I get it though. I get it. Cause like I used to get stressed about the weather when I didn't uh, have a car and I I couldn't just like put an extra jacket in my backseat or sweater or something. Cause then it's like what you take with you is what you have. That's, that's annoying. It's inconvenient and it's worrisome. Um, So I'm stressed about uh, random anxiety. Cause it's like, I was doing so well. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. I had a couple days this week where I like felt like my heart rate was like high and like I was just super overwhelmed for no good reason. And it's really Mm -hmm. like, I couldn't attribute it to anything. It might be just like, I don't know, hormones or something stupid. Right. I I feel like I'm full grown. Like I shouldn't have random hormone issues. Are you Uh, kidding me? This is like the time of our life when we have the most hormone issues. We are women. All of the hormones are happening in us. Uh, Maybe I'm still like adjusting after my birth control fiasco. I mean, it does take three full months for birth control to take effect. So maybe it also takes three full months to like get away from that shit. So maybe that, but anyway, it was just super random. And I'm like, this is really unfortunate. So it's just like, I've been trying to do my coping things and been going through our yoga challenge, which we'll talk Mm -hmm. about later. So like, I've been making it through, but it's just annoying me. I'm like, well, why? And honestly, I think it had to do with a diet and a change of routine because I went home last week and I think it was just like a combination of traveling, being out of my routine, eating like poutine and donuts and like just garbage stuff, which was awesome. Yeah. Also like my body, I think is very sensitive to like that. So I was just kind of like, man, now you're, you know, you're overly anxious about random things. So, yeah, no, I completely like, really get it. Body, like, it's just frustrating. It is. But like, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to do that for a week because like yesterday I was at home and there was like a festival in our hometown. So I ate like just shit, like French fries and cookies and like whatever, like, you know, food truck garbage was around. And I'm like one day of that and I'm feeling the effects today. Like I hate my life. I'm like, I just want vegetables. Like I've been craving cucumber all day because it's just like crunchy and watery and like clean. Yeah, I know. You know and like I mean? when I came back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I went to the grocery store and I bought like pretty much only vegetables. Yeah. I, like, I need some vitamins and nutrients. And I think for me, that's a big thing. So today we're going to talk about that comes along with being a wedding guest so we're not going to talk about planning a wedding because we don't have the experience of that even though heather you've been close with people and like been in bridal parties where you've been involved with the planning process but we're really going to focus on what it takes stress-wise to attend a wedding as a guest 
Exactly. It is something that I am far too familiar with these days. And you're just getting into this because you're younger than me. It's just because it's an age thing, really. Like, yeah. there's just like an independent, well, it could say it's an age thing, but it also depends on like the demographic of people you hang out with. But it's like most weddings happen like post 25. So it's like, I've like, my life for the last like three years has been like two to three weddings every summer. Um, I've been in weddings. I've traveled for weddings. I have been involved in drama with weddings and it's always like fun, but at the end of the day, expensive. So yeah, very expensive. And there's a lot of like expectations too and unspoken mm. rules, which I found really interesting because I went to yes. the first wedding I've ever been to last weekend. Yes. So like, I'm very new to this world. I'm, you know, 24. So a lot of people in my life aren't getting married right now. Mm. Like they're just exploring the world and living their best life and like doing the career thing and all the variations of that, which is awesome. My partner, his He's older than I am, so uh, his friends and family are really in that prime age for weddings. So I went to my first one last weekend, and then I have three more on the horizon this wedding season. So it's going to be busy. First year of weddings. I love wedding season, honestly. When you think of wedding season, now that you're like inducted into it and you know, like what is the most stressful thing that comes to mind at first when being a wedding guest? So I think it's very different depending on whether you are the guest that's invited or the plus one. And also like where you're standing is like in your relationship with that person. I think there's like so much variation and that is in itself what makes it stressful because like for every single wedding event you go to, you have to calculate in your head like, okay, like you know, who do I know here? What is my role in this? How much should I like participate in the things that are going on? Like, am I welcome here? Am I not welcome here? Like, did they invite me for a reason that was, you know, like they just felt like they had to, you know, Mm. there's all those things. And it's like really fascinating because it's a world I'm not familiar with. And I've never been like, I'm not the person who dreamt of their wedding day or thought a lot about weddings as a kid. I think it's because I never went to a wedding. So I never like thought too deeply about it. But now that I've gone to my first wedding and I'm like oh this is a real thing like this is so cool like there's so much involved and it's like such a big organized thing and you see people's families and it's like such a marker in time so I'm like totally on board with weddings so even if I think they're stressful I do think there's like something so beautiful about them they are stressful but the thing is like they're only stressful because of societal expectations of what a wedding has to be which is fun because I think our generation like the millennial generation is really starting to pull away from that and making unique decisions with their weddings and their unities and what they're choosing to do to represent their love. Especially because like in our lifetime, both of our countries legalized same-sex marriage in our lifetime, which is really crazy. Like gay marriage or same-sex marriage was legalized in Canada. Oh my God, I can't believe I don't even know the actual I think it was 91 or something. Like it was a while ago. I'm going to do a quick searchy search here. I'm the kind of person, unlike yourself, who has dreamt of my wedding my entire (laughs) life. So you're a namaste bay if you've planned your wedding since you were five and you're a tranquil life if you haven't. But like I just love I love weddings I Holy remember shit. I'm sorry 2005 in Canada I thought it was 2005 That's so freaking late I thought we were like on it in no I thought oh, it was 2005 yeah. I really did I was Hi. gonna say 2005 no that's fine but it's like at least we were what like 10 plus years before the states but like at the end of the day both of our countries have same-sex marriage legalized and like I love dreaming I don't even have a partner like you do yeah. and you're like meh 
like weddings. I'm just like getting into weddings now. And I'm like, I have no partner and I know exactly what kind of wedding I want, depending on the season, depending on the venue, depending on like literally I have weddings planned in my mind. So like whoever I end up with, I can be like big or small. Cool. That narrows it down in my mind. Uh, do we want like... That's so proactive though. I, I, I love, love it. it. I love weddings. I no, think what, in another life, at the end of the day, it's because I love beautiful events. So it could like, I just gravitated towards weddings because it had all of the like elements of a really lovely big party but I do love planning and like you've been to some of the like events that I've planned for like yes. family members and stuff like Incredible. my parents 25th wedding anniversary my you sister's that? from I was Scotland about it the other day it was literally my parents was phenomenal yeah my parents gave me a budget and I planned it from Scotland because like I think about it and I'm like holy frig like if yeah. they still had that property I would want that exact thing repeated for like yeah wedding. yeah okay so like and Heather also throws the best Christmas parties known to me yeah I um, so this is like totally your jam so I, I, it makes sense from that point of view like it's it's a big event and you're exactly. good at that and I love being in charge I'm a bossy person naturally which <laughs> lends to my lack of being chill because like you yeah. really can't be chill if you're going to be a person who's going to like plan these kind of big fucking formal events you know what I mean right. like you have to be precise and intense and in people's faces and like not a pushover and not like oh well it'll get here when it gets here no it was scheduled to get here at this time and it needs to happen now like yeah yeah so um in another in another lifetime I always thought I would be uh an event planner and maybe later on I'll choose a third career of event planning but like when I think of weddings my number one thing that I stress about is just how much money goes into it oh yeah because like depending on how close you are to the person getting married because there's like and when you think about like we've never planned a wedding granted I don't know what it's like to throw thousands and thousands of dollars away on like flowers and shit but there is so much like and this isn't even talking about being in a bridal party but there's so much just like the average guest has to spend Mm -hmm. on a wedding you have to think about like how formal is the wedding so like do I need a new outfit do because like maybe I don't have a dress that's formal enough or maybe I don't have a dress that like fits this venue or like whatever because really you should be cognizant of that I think oh yeah I believe the season yes you have to be cognizant of the season what if you don't have a formal dress that's made for like a winter wedding you know what I mean and it's like where do I have to travel for this do I have to book time off work do I have to book accommodation uh how long should the like should I be staying here one night or two nights how long does it take me to get there because like last year I went to a wedding that was far enough away that we had to book two nights because you couldn't just show up the day of the wedding and stay overnight the one day like you had to go up the night before and then there was a whole day of the wedding and I was I wasn't in the wedding but I was very close with the wedding party Um, my brother was in the wedding party and that was because my brother's younger than me so that was the first time he was involved in a wedding that was the first time any of his friends had been involved in a wedding so it's almost like the few of us that were older that did have experience were like guiding them through the process like so my brother and all of his friends were the groomsmen of their best friend and I grew up with all of these boys and I remember the day of the wedding and we arrived to the like the venue and they walked to the to the back of the venue and this woman walked up she found the the groom and she was like hi Ryan and he's like hi yeah she's like hi I'm your wedding planner like you are meeting your wedding planner the day of your wedding like a half hour before this is going down like I was stressed about that 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 would stress me out so much oh my gosh 
And then, like, none of the boys thought about, like, what are we doing with our wallets, our sunglasses, our keys? Like, where are we putting these things? And I was like, give them to me. So then, like, I took the, like, there was little things that, like, a lot of times if you've never gone through the wedding process before, like, you don't think about these things. Like, you don't oh, think, yeah. where are we putting these things? What's happening? Like, whatever. So I always find, like, that kind of stuff stressful. And, like, honestly, it pisses me off a little bit because if you get married, typically in our Western colonial European based you know culture you have your bridal shower where you get gifts you have your wedding where you get gifts you could have an engagement party where you get gifts and I'm like do I have to buy presents for all of it because I remember like so my cousin just got married and him and his fiance or his wife now have been, have been together for years they have a house they have kids so when it was like my mom was like oh like what are we getting them for their wedding I was like do, do you need something I thought you just got stuff when people were beginning their lives together like they live together <laughs> They have what they need. And then my mom was like, oh, well, this is what I got for the bridal shower. I was like, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I just signed my name to the card and called it my gift too. And then the wedding rolls around and she's like, do you want to chip in for the wedding present? I'm like, are you fucked? Like, are you kidding me right now? We're getting them more things. Do they need more things? I, I found that like one big thing that's a marker of our time now is like, so the wedding I went to, I was expecting since they had a registry, there would be huge tables of like all these presents. But no, there was like three gifts and the rest was just envelopes. Like just, you know, just cards. Which yes. I think is like a modern thing where it's like kind of an unspoken rule where it's like in the 80s or 90s or whatever, like people usually more traditionally would only move in together after they got married. So then you would get them the things to start their home. But now it's almost like you're paying them for the party you're going to and like you're giving them money so they can like not take as big of a hit on the big wedding they've just paid for. Exactly. So that's, that's, like, something, that's a different thing. Yeah, that millennials are so, so conscious of. Mm-hmm. Like we know how expensive weddings are. And like just a fun fact, out there I googled before we started recording like how much does the average wedding cost in North America these days and it sits around $30,000 that is average average yeah average that's a lot of money I don't have that money no if I was like with somebody and we got engaged like next weekend I'd be like well fuck yeah right now what how did you afford this ring like I'd be like where did you get this wedding like I'd just freak out and like I remember so again going back to that wedding that I went to last summer the boys and they were all in there around your age like 24 25 getting married like all being at a wedding for the first time it was the night before the wedding and we were talking about it I didn't know too many details and I was like oh like do you know how big the wedding is one of the boys who was in the I shouldn't call them boys but because they're men they were men they're, they're in their they're, 20s they're the boys for you they're the like, boys they're yeah. younger than me I grew up with them I've known them since they were children like whatever they're the boys yeah. and one of them who was in the wedding party he was like oh I I think there's like I don't know like 400 people coming and I was like oh my god like that is why what <laughs> I was like 400 and he was like oh yeah the wedding's like $20,000 and I was like that's hilarious I was like okay so we're we're sitting at like maybe 100 maybe 120 people then yeah yeah he was like what do you mean I was like 20,000 is like pretty decent and he's like what are you talking about because like these boys have no idea what it takes like they've never known anybody to get married they have no it's not like boys sit around like maybe there are boys out there who sit around planning their weddings and like good for you guys like I love you all but it's like you know these guys don't and so they had no idea on average what kind of like budget they're thinking you know what I mean and that like that is shocking to me that is so shocking like the fact that like <laughs> it just met the wedding planner the day before 
<laughs> didn't know how many people were at the wedding. I'm sorry. I am judging a little bit because it's like, oh they my didn't God. They didn't but that's like... not atypical. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is like, that's so normal. And I'm not about that narrative of like men kind of being like, oh, I don't know. I, don't, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to be here. I'm kind of over it. It's like, I want the person I marry to feel like stoked about the party uh, that everybody's going to and like have enough say. So it's like, yeah, I want to pay this money because I'm going to remember it. And I want the DJ to be like this. And I want that. Like, you're doing it with another person. Like, you feel like they would be more involved, but whatever, whatever. I know. Not socially ex- as acceptable. I know. I completely agree. And it's so funny because there are certain things that I know that I want about a wedding, but I've also been very adamant about the fact, like, my whole life, like, I'm so excited. Like, I've never planned a wedding in full because I'm so excited to have that other person who I make the decisions with. Like, I really want my wedding to be a combination of the both of us. Mm-hmm. Like, I want us to both care. Whereas, like, my sister has always been the person who knows, like, like my younger sister has always been the kind of person who knows like every single fact about her wedding and like I was just going over it with my parents yesterday I was like well you know she's getting married at this time at this place and these are her colors and this is what her dress is gonna look like and this is what's gonna happen this is where the reception is gonna be and this is blah 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 and they were like wow and I was like yeah like she's had this plan for probably like 10 years (laughs) like so it's different because for you you you've you mapped out the variations of like how to coordinate an event based off of the needs of you and your partner at that point in time. When for your sister, it's like, this is what I want. And this is what I dream of, which I like. I like both of those attitudes. Like, it's really nice that we all think about it in different ways. Like for me, it was always like, yeah, I'll get married. And like the one marker for me was like, I want to get married at the church that we grew up going going to. Cause for me, that's like a very important place. We talked about it in the episodes where we talked about like childhood stress, I think. Yeah. But that's the only thing I've ever considered. But it's like, we all have these different like mindsets going into to our own thoughts about weddings but also like mindsets of what we think the wedding guest experience is going to be for that particular scenario so I'm sure going into the one with your with your friends who are like younger and maybe doing this for the first time you're like let me guide you here's my expectation is that you'll need some help to like coordinate and like push things along but I'm sure there's other weddings you've been to that have been like super like meticulously like organized and everybody's been like you know thinking about it for years and years right absolutely and it's like super fun my one friend who got married oh my gosh when did she get married four years it'll be her four year anniversary in September and I remember talking to her about her wedding because she's the definition of a chill person like she's very chill and I love her to death and I remember asking her during like the summer before she got married I was like so how's wedding planning going like how's everything like what have you decided on like what are the flowers she's like um I don't know I just uh florist made up a few examples and I, I picked the one that I like I was like you uh, but but like what flowers are she's like um I don't know but it looks good I was like, okay. Like she literally, and she went purposefully to a venue that was kind of like a one-stop shop. Like they did the catering, they did the bar, they did the the DJ. It was like where she got married and also where she had the reception, where they had all the linens, the table settings, the everything. And then like, I think she also found out about the florist through that venue. So it's like the florist that works the most with that venue. And it's like, you know, whatever. And her wedding was honestly so stunning. Like I didn't go, but I saw pictures. Um, Because that's the other thing that I would like to talk about when it comes to stress of being a guest sometimes you expect to be a guest at a wedding and then you're not oh so and this is where I think a lot of drama comes out at weddings is oh when for sure people aren't invited when they expect to be invited and at the end of the day what I think we all need to remember is that it's not our fucking day yeah <laughs> like I was never offended by not being invited because I was like man if you want me there you want me there if you don't want me there you don't want me there and like sometimes because like even like even four years later my friend will bring up like you know like I did you were originally like on the guest list I'm like I man that's I was I wasn't even in the country at the time like you could have invited 
invited me, I still would have had to say no. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I had two people that I knew were getting married that September. I wasn't invited to either of the weddings, but I also wasn't in the country. What yes. is the point of planning for someone to go just for the courtesy of inviting them if you know they can't go? Like, yeah. I've missed out on, like, I was supposed to be in one of my best friend's bridal parties, but I was living in BC at the time, and, like, I couldn't be in that wedding. There was another wedding I was supposed to be in that I couldn't be in. And, like, they asked me in very lovely ways. They were like, you know, because they asked me in the ways that they kind of expected the answer, but also did it out of courtesy. So it was like, you know, I want you to be in my wedding, but I also understand that you don't live here right now. And I just want to know, like, if I asked, would you be able to? Mm -hmm. And I straight up was like, no, like, thank you so much for asking. And it means a lot that you would want me to be there and like stand beside you during this day. But like, I was living in China during one of the weddings and living in BC during the other wedding. And it was just like, you know, can't afford to come home for that. It's also really far for like a day. Right. And that's what I'm kind of thinking about too. Cause it's like for these three other weddings we have on our horizon, I live in Denver. These are yeah. all weddings that are in like Montreal, Ottawa area in Canada. That's a big distance. And that's like each one will cost like $500 to get there. And yeah. Then, like that's a lot of money that doesn't even start to go into the, you know, do getting my hair done if I want to or nails, which I, like, you know, I care about how I present myself even more as someone's plus one, because yeah. like, if I'm meeting different groups from their life like I want to make sure I look good like yeah that's just standard for me um so I'm gonna probably get a spray tan I'm gonna probably like get, spend some amount of money on the on the outfit too like, absolutely I buy a new dress for every single wedding I go to right and I every don't want single to because like I'm thinking like I like to be someone who's more minimalist and thinks about like the, the impact environmentally of what they purchase but what I end up doing is like there's some really great online platforms where you can buy like used designer dresses so yes. that's what I've been like searching for because I'm like, okay, I want a different dress. Another big thing. Yes. Do you match the colors of the wedding or not? Because I think it's rude to match like the bridesmaids. Like I want to look exactly like opposite to them. But I, I look online and some people say like it's polite to match the colors of the wedding. So some of the weddings I've been to have been like like purple and silver, like lilac and silver is like a really popular color combination. And like, I don't think you should go to a wedding like that wearing yellow, for example. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think you should. I think you should keep in mind because the wedding that I went to that was lilac and silver um, was beautiful. And I wore this really pretty like geographic print dress that was white with like light blues and pinks on it oh yeah and I would like to say that I looked fabulous yes. and my like best friend who I went with wore um a white dress with like a pink floral pattern on it and we we looked lovely yeah and I just don't think that you should go so out of your way or like if you know it's gonna be like a summertime wedding or a springtime wedding don't wear like black well that's funny you mentioned that because at the wedding I was just at I did not know that black was a very trendy color to wear because I figured black was like funeral-esque so I wore my brightest coral colored dress and you looked amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And I thought it was super great to wear it to the wedding because like that's me being like, I'm happy for you guys, like celebrating, like bright colors, yay. I was the only person wearing a bright color besides one other person and we like laughed about it because like basically in the um, ceremony hall, like we were sitting there and you could look up and the ceiling was was mirrored. So you could see everybody you were sitting with, um, which is really that's cool. insane. It made the place look huge, right? So you yeah. looked up and you could see everybody so that you could be like, oh, there's uncle so-and-so over there and this is so-and-so. Um, <laughs> Which is cool. Really just can't cool. really see them as easily, like just looking around. But then I looked up and I am like, holy shit! Everyone's wearing black, navy blue, or like some blue gray combination. And there's me, the only blonde person, pretty much, and wearing bright freaking coral. And I was like, oh shoot, I messed up, didn't I? So I would say that the only time that like dark colors are really allowed is like a formal or a black tie wedding, because it's like it's hard to do a formal 
small bright colored dress and a lot of people aren't comfortable with that so like they default to black so the wedding I'm just gonna keep defaulting to this one wedding last summer just because it was kind of it was hilarious I wore a navy dress but it was like a comp it was I think because my accent color was like coral pink Mm. so it was like navy and coral pink outfit and like platinum blonde hair and nude colored shoes honestly I looked fantastic and it was really funny because at the same time my brother's girlfriend who so like I was invited separately and she was his plus one Mm. we both ended up wearing navy dresses which was like not planned but we like it was the exact same shade of navy and we like showed up and we were like oh my god this is hilarious like at least we have each other yeah like all of the dresses turned out like really well like everybody looked really appropriate at that wedding and usually there is kind of some gradient of like casual to formal because people have different ideas unless it's specifically stated on the invitation which tend to be the more formal weddings like f- there will be weddings that state like black tie formal or like yeah in hindsight casual. this one did say formal and I just thought they all said that because it was the first wedding invitation I've ever seen in real life so I didn't do research but I think like my dress was nice and long too so I think like that's kind of what I thought is like a mini dress like cocktail dress wouldn't have been as appropriate but like a f- like almost calf length dress seemed I was gonna say me. I'm looking at your dress right now like the picture that you posted on Instagram yeah and it is I would like I saw that picture and you look formal I thought so thanks like it's a solid color and solid is always better than pattern for formal yeah it is like subtle and like I would dare to say elegant oh thank you and then like your your hair is curled. It's down. It's beautiful. I think we should post some pictures to Instagram about uh, our best wedding guest outfits. I agree. Because I have some good ones. You have some good ones. I'm you also look really great excited. in pastels. Always like right. pinks and blues. I'm just mm. like, oh yeah. They're my fave. Yeah. I'm really excited for the wedding that I'm going to in England. I'm excited because this will be the first time I get to wear like a hat. and a oh, fas- Like yes. a fascinator <laughs> to a wedding. And I'm like so excited to go shopping. For- like you don't even know. I'm like, oh my god be like the royal wedding and I'm sure it's not but I'm really excited for it so do you know what you're gonna wear yet or no there are two dresses that I'm playing around with and one is it'll depend on what my other friends are wearing one is a dress that I've already worn to a wedding this season it is like dusty rose Mm. and it is I think a perfect combination of like sexy elegant and then the other one is a little bit more casual um, but it looks really good on me and it is white with a like lovely floral pattern on it have, um, I have a question. So you're the person I go to about my wedding questions because you have the experience and you've done research. Like you I know have. about weddings. I do. Um, do you find any like obligation if you are invited formally to a wedding and you get a plus one like when do you make the distinction of like when is it appropriate to bring a date when is it appropriate to maybe think you know I know their budget might be tight so I'm just gonna go myself when do you bring a friend like is there any stress revolving around that so I have never taken a plus one to a wedding really because like every wedding situation I've been in so I've never had like a partner that I'm like in a committed relationship with that I feel is like I want you at the wedding with me Mm -hmm. so usually like there have been times where I've thought about like bringing a friend like a guy friend as like my Mm -hmm. date and then mostly I'm like the reason I've always decided against that is because most of the time if I'm invited to a wedding I will like honestly be like who else do I know at this wedding Mm -hmm. and most of the time it's like good friends or family so I don't feel the need because like I feel like plus ones are given almost like as a safety either out of respect because you know somebody's in a relationship Mm -hmm. or out of of, like as a safety net it's like you're giving them another person to have there to be comfortable with so I don't need that because I'm with friends and family so like 
like mm-hmm. I'm just like texting my best friend being like are you bringing a plus one I'm not bringing a plus one okay we're just gonna like we'll each go on our own invitation but we'll like be there together you know what yeah, I mean yeah. I chose not to bring anybody to England because I was like that's a lot to ask of someone and then I have been a plus one to a few weddings and I'm a really great plus one because I'm like fairly outgoing and can really like hold myself like I can hold yes. my own you know what I mean yeah. like you can leave me alone and I'm not gonna be like awkward um so I've been a plus one to a few different weddings and it's always been really fun and then I've been a bridesmaid one and a half times oh gosh um I was a bridesmaid when I was 16 at my older sister's first wedding and then I was a bridesmaid during the planning of her second wedding which did not actually end up happening so that's always that's another element of weddings that can be stressful is Mm -hmm. if something goes awry with the wedding and the wedding doesn't end up happening there's a lot of logistics involved in canceling things and there's a lot of money lost being in a wedding is in and of itself a special kind of hell I don't know anybody who's ever actually enjoyed being like enjoyed the entire time like everybody will be like oh I loved being your maid of honor or I loved being in your wedding party but no none of those people can say that they loved it and there was no stress or they loved it and it was not hard to like do things because like coordinating other bridesmaids deciding on a fucking dress because like we have now gone from a you know kind of societal standard in the like 80s and 90s where it was very common and even in the early 2000s very common for the bride to pick a dress for the bridesmaids to wear and the bridesmaids to hate it that was kind of like the The narrative the joke right and there's this joke that's like oh you can always you know hem it and wear it like as a (laughs) and like it's always a thing like oh god I had to wear this dress to this I had to wear this dress and then there was like a whole fucking movie made about that joke 27 dresses which I love I've pretty much seen every wedding movie on the face of the planet and so now we've turned into this new thing where it's like the bridesmaids decide either they can get together amongst themselves and decide on one dress that they all like which is nearly fucking impossible or they all choose their own dress but in and of itself it has to be the same color it's like everybody can wear their own dress like for example the one wedding I was supposed to be in but wasn't because I lived abroad it was like it was a Mormon wedding so there had to be certain modesty um, requirements for the dresses so it had to be like long sleeved not shorter than your knees didn't have to couldn't have a little neckline Um, and all the bridesmaids could choose their own but it had to be navy and so I couldn't be in that wedding but my best friend was in that wedding and I remember her being like what the fuck I can't find this dress like because as soon as you're given the job to find a dress like this you can't find one yeah so it's annoying to say the least I mean the wedding I just went to I think it was done really well where they were just told like get something that is shiny and though in the frame of like gold to champagne like long and shiny so I think it's it can work but even that I'm sure it was hard to find those dresses for those people like they all had beautiful variation it was like you could see their personality through the dresses but they look great like all together so I think logically that's the way I get when brides say that because it's the way to make everybody as happy as possible but at the end of the day if I'm someone's bridesmaids it doesn't matter if I'm happy like I'm sorry like that's my personal see that opinion. is that is the sign of a good bridesmaid yeah I don't know if my sister knows this but the dress that was chosen for her second wedding I fucking hate it I was gonna wear it and I was gonna be happy and I never said a fucking thing about the dress because some of her other bridesmaids said some stuff and I was like I and every time she was like what do you think about this one I was like I don't care I will wear what you want me to wear it is not my place to say what I like or what I don't like like what matters is that you are happy and there are some people who think when choosing a bridal party that they owe it to certain people to have them in their bridal party when really it should be like fuck everyone like fuck 
what your parents-in-law say, fuck what your parents say, like just do what it's your day. You're the one who's spending this money unless there is like there they can get way more complicated yeah. when there can be, you know, money ties and if somebody's like, "Oh, I'm going to pay for this for you, but that means you have to do this." That gets complicated. We're not going to get into that. But it's like at the end of the day, make the choice that's going to make you happy. Don't have your groom's sister in the wedding party if you hate her just because he has your brother in his. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You don't have to deal with stuff like that just because it's a societal expectation or whatever. Like make your, like it's, it's about you at the end of the day. I think it's, it's probably easy to say that because we haven't been in that position, but I know like, True. like being in that position, I am naturally someone who likes to make other people happy and is a people pleaser. So like, it'll, it would be hard. Luckily the people I keep in my life and like my closest friends and you know, you, everybody I like to hold dear is someone who like, I think would, is a nice kind person who would at the end of the day be like, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But I can understand if you have like, especially when there's money involved, like that would be yeah. so stressful. Like if someone's paying for something then they're like, well, I think you should do this. Like, how can you say no, but I need your money? Like, mm -hmm. That's that's complicated. So that's a whole nother stress. And um, you know, um, we'll do another episode maybe on wedding planning sometime. I've never <laughs> planned one. I haven't been a bridesmaid, so I don't have the experience to speak on it. But um, I'm sure there's so many other like nuances and yeah. ugh, ridiculous things. My sister, my younger sister, is currently um, a maid of honor for her best friend who is getting married this coming September. And my sister lives in China. Oh my gosh! So that has been an ordeal seeing her go through that and like help her to kind of navigate and there's been times you know when like the bride has reached out to me or my sister's reached out to me for like different things and like I'm always there to help like I will always do whatever I can do to help in any in any situation um at the end of the day like when it comes to a wedding you can't you just gotta suck it up I have been I have been that person who can be like an asshole guest that people can definitely regret inviting but like I've learned I've learned from my mistakes and uh you just weddings are about the couple you just gotta do as a guest you gotta do what makes them happy yeah complain about it to somebody who's not going to the wedding but like you know just kind of just kind of do what you gotta do yeah um I'm gonna take this moment to shamelessly plug one of my favorite podcasts oh yeah which I know what you're is, trying to plug yeah which is a Canadian podcast and it is called The Secret Life of Weddings it has almost 100 episodes at this point um I just turned you on to it about a week ago Rach right oh yeah I've, I've been binging it because it's like it's all the ridiculous stories and it's not even just about the weddings that make them so extravagant and over the top but it's like it just points out all the nuances of relationships relationships and all the stresses and the things that can go catastrophically wrong yeah um, and it's so entertaining so it if is you're planning most. a wedding or going to a wedding listen to the secret life of weddings on your way there listen to it all the time and then yes. you'll be able to like laugh about the things that kind of go wrong if that yeah if that it is amazing it is hosted by two very seasoned wedding photographers out of toronto and they mostly like they'll tell stories that they themselves have every once in a while but mostly they tell like listener stories like whoever writes in about it and it is honestly so eye-opening and so entertaining i absolutely adore this podcast so just speaking more on weddings go check that out So as a little fun bonus, so because our parents are both celebrating their 30th wedding anniversaries this year, and just to remind everyone, Rachel and I are cousins, her mom and my dad are siblings, and there is, oh my God, how many years between them? <sighs> so there are six years between them. My, that makes sense. My dad was 30 when he got married. Your mom was 24. Mm -hmm. um, and then their other sister was 22 when she got married all in the same year. 1989 was a big year, folks. 1989 was a big year, 
for our family. So we decided as a little extra bonus to ask 30 years later, do you still remember the stress you went through? Like, is the stress that prevalent when it comes to planning a wedding that it permeates your memory 30 years later? Yep. And I was so surprised when I asked, like, just the things that they worried about then, I don't think is the same things people worry about now for weddings. Yeah. So what did your parents just celebrated their wedding anniversary about a month ago? Yes. So they've been ago. married 30 years. Um, you know, when I was thinking about it too, like, you know, my parents got married in 1989. My uncle, your dad got married in 1989 and my aunt as well. And it's like, all the people who got married still have like really amazing, beautiful marriages. So I feel they like do. it was a lucky year, even though I'm sure it was overwhelming. Like, can you imagine people who are listening? Like, imagine all of your siblings, if you have them or just the people closest to you all being like yeah i'm getting married this year yeah like let's all get married in the same year and see how let's that goes about you want to get married i'm gonna get married let's get married, let's all get married. and it's like okay <laughs> yeah. i guess we're just doing it and like spending all this money and like having this whirlwind time but so when i talked to my mom yesterday i was like oh like tell me when you were planning this wedding in the 80s what were some stresses that you had and the first story she told me was um basically surrounding the dance part of this uh reception so essentially she was planning the wedding like my dad and her they lived in in B- so they didn't know like my mom didn't know my dad's family very well at all so she kind of like met my dad they traveled to bc together had their whole relationship dating fell in love all that beautiful stuff got engaged and then they moved back out to ontario where i grew up so basically they got engaged and then my mom was back in ontario planning this wedding before she had met a lot of my dad's family um so she was trying to figure out for the dance like what dj she's gonna hire so she was calling a dj and she remembers like talking to the dj and this is so funny that she said this because i'm like oh my god my mom's a tranquilite we're the same person um (laughs) she's the original tranquilite um she was talking to the dj and she was just like hey um so i'm having this wedding i just want to make sure you're not going to play country music because i cannot stand country music and we lived in the country like yeah we're from the small town we're from the middle of nowhere (laughs) so but she was like hey i i just really fucking can't stand country music so like if i i just have to make sure you're not playing that and the freaking dj was like yeah but what do your guests want is it about what you want and she was like so confused she was like uh so she just noticed that was like one of her stresses early on is that like even though you think your whole life that it is about you and what you want like people make it very clear that it's about pleasing your guests that's true that's so anyway she had that thing with the the dj but then at the wedding itself they the dance started everything was going well and at the dance she just started looking around and she's like why is no one no why is no one dancing oh my god people are having a terrible time why are they just sitting looking at each other and talking like nobody's dancing she saw her own cousins dancing her siblings dancing but no one on my dad's side was dancing because they were pentecostal and dancing was against their religion but my dad had failed to tell her oh my god (laughs) so like she was just like well that would have been good to know so i could have like brought board games or something like this whole oh my god dance and they're staring at the people in the dance floor probably like if they're judgy thinking like all these sinners are dancing because that's what like in the I mean, not to judge people who have that belief, but like that would be super awkward. And I totally understand why my mom was like stressed about that. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. Oh my gosh. I would also just like to say that um, your mom's wedding dress was one of my favorites. Everyone says that and I think it's so terrible. Like, I'm not saying I liked her hat. (laughs) It was the 80s, guys. (laughs) I mean... 
and she had a t-length dress yes and as far as an 80s dress goes hers is like far beyond a lot that i've seen like it's it's form-fitting for one so i think that's like a lot for the 80s and you can't really ask for a lot more but she wore this huge floppy white hat which is like fucking (laughs) massive it was so funny. Um, no, I love the and doesn't didn't she have like dusty rose colored like satin bridesmaid dresses? Um, I don't know if I've seen pictures of the bridesmaids. I have these like the these pictures that I've seen of like of their wedding day of them walking in from the back of the church and because uh, Aunt Holly was in the wedding party and so was Aunt Pat and maybe Susan or something unless that was Aunt Holly's wedding. Maybe I'm getting the two weddings mixed up. Oh, so I remember Aunt Holly's bridesmaids. There was like fuchsia dresses, like bright, yeah. That's true. Oh, the 80s. Oh, Jesus, the 80s. My so, mom's were like deep purple. Did my she mom, make them? Yes. Every so single one? There, she only had one person. She only oh. had a, a maid of honor. There was only a maid of honor and a best man. That was their wedding party. Um, do you have any more things that your parents No. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, my dad apparently his main thing about the wedding was he was so insistent on like having snacks like he was like first of all he's like yes the buffet will have the dinner great but he's like we need to make sure that there's like a whole table of snacks for like the evening i'm like that's fair so that was his only like thing where he was like i'm glad he at least was was insistent on things with the The wedding number one thing he was concerned about was the food he would and then my mom was funny because she's there must be ketchup on the table right and Actually, and pickles. Like, that's my <laughs> but like then my mom was joking like, yeah, why do you need snacks if no one's burning off any, any energy dancing? They're just sitting around. But yeah, they need snacks. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Um, do you know how many people were at your parents' wedding? I don't know an exact number, but I'm thinking probably around 100. Like, it wasn't a big thing. Like, they yeah. weren't. It was it was comfortable size. I think it was just, like, close friends and family. Did you ask how much their wedding cost in the 80s? I think they paid $10,000. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That's right on par with the average wedding. I love yeah. it. What did they do for their honeymoon? They went to Nova Scotia. So they went on the East Coast and my um, great uncle had a cottage out there. So they got the keys to that and had a little like cottage getaway, which is super cute. So that is a theme that I've been noticing about weddings farther gone in the past is that like honeymoons were less about the extravagance of where you're going and more about the fact that it's like an actual like it's your first time together as a married couple. Right. Because like everybody I know who got married in the 80s, like granted the farthest away I think people I knew went was and great this was in the 90s my aunt and uncle went to fucking disney world for their yeah, honeymoon that would be fun um so yesterday i was at my parents house and um i was with them in the living room and i paused the tv and i was like oh guys and i explained i was like so we're doing an episode on weddings and we decided to be nice to do a 30th wedding anniversary thing so when you think about your wedding 30 years ago this september what is like the stress that stands out in your mind and the first person to speak was my dad and he goes it's really stressful transporting the cake <laughs> And I was like, okay. Um, and then like my mom kind of laughed and I made them tell me that story, which I'll get to. But she was like, um, I don't know. I don't really remember anything being stressful. And I was like, okay. So then that turned into this like three hour conversation where I made them tell me every single detail about anything to do with their life that year. And I was getting stressed out as they were talking because as they were talking, it became more and more clear to me how fucking convoluted the year 1989 was. Mm-hmm. So like my parents were together like three months before they 
they decided they were getting married. Nine months when they announced their engagement and they had already planned their wedding at this point. They pretty much did everything in secret, not on purpose, but only because they weren't trying to like take away from everything else that was happening that year. So my mom was very cognizant and aware of the fact that like my dad's two younger sisters were getting married. Mm-hmm. Her best friend slash family member was getting married at the same time. So like the story was my aunt Pearl called my mom. This is the only reason my mom ended up telling somebody that she was engaged. So it was around Christmas. My parents started dating around Easter. Uh, They started planning their wedding in the summer. In September, a year before they got married, they decided on the date. And then at Christmas, they were planning their honeymoon. And my aunt got engaged and calls my mom and goes, what are you doing September 30th of next year? And my mom's like, I'm a little busy that day. (laughs) Why? Her wedding is planned. Oh, like literally. And my aunt was oh, like, but I need you to be my maid of honor. That's when I'm getting married. And my mom was like, oh, it's kind of already when I'm getting married. And nobody even knew my mom was engaged. Like she didn't have a ring. She didn't have anything. My dad hadn't even formally asked her. They kind of just fell into marriage. And so different than it's so today. different. So different. So then that was so that my aunt ended up having to change her wedding date to a week earlier. So September for my parents had three weddings. It was um, our aunt's wedding on the first weekend in September and then two weeks later was my other aunt and then a week later was my parents and my mom is also the person who she went to school for um food and fashion so she when she decided to get married was like yeah i'm gonna make my own wedding dress also i'm gonna make my bridesmaid dress also um i design wedding cakes so i'm she had a side hustle where she designed wedding cakes so she was like i'll make my own wedding cake oh and all of the food for my own wedding oh and i'll make wedding cakes for everybody else getting married this year as my gift to them your mother is such a hard worker incredible person like I can't the amount of talent and ability to do all those things and then to say like I'm not that stressed about my own wedding when you're Just making your dress so and the cake. oh my gosh what a person and then amazing she, there was also the first um niece in my mom's side of the family was born that year so like they and her parents my mom's parents travel in the winter so when she was, she didn't want to tell anybody until like her parents knew. So there was this big dinner held in the spring before their wedding when her parents got back from traveling um, south. But the dinner was meant for my grandparents to meet their grand their first grandchild. So they're at this dinner meeting the first grandchild. My mom is engaged, has a wedding planned. Her parents don't know. She doesn't want to tell them because she doesn't want to take the like attention away from the new grandbaby. But my grandpa notices her ring and is like, I think you have some new. And everybody else knew, but my grandparents didn't know yet. So they. They knew and then your parents got married and my dad was the MC at your parents wedding makes sense so my dad was like yeah like I remember having you know to do that and we got the tux and that was like a whole thing my dad also got his first like full-time permanent job around then so he was working overtime so that he could bank hours to get time off for his wedding in September oh my god because he didn't get holidays yet he was also sharing custody of his child that from his first wedding like his first marriage and then hit their our grandfather died in the midst of all of this. Yeah. So then there was a funeral in the middle. Like your mom just made the cutoff point. Grandpa died just after that. Yeah. So there was like this funeral. I was like, I'm getting stressed listening to these stories. And my mom was like, no, it's fine. Honestly, it was great. So the only thing <laughs> that like, they, in hindsight, they're like, yeah, I guess that was kind of, a, there was, it was just a bit, bu- they just call it a busy year. They were like, yeah, it was a busy year. And I was like, wow. I'm, I'm okay. Um, it seems so different. Like, I just think there was different expectations and, you know, like, it didn't, I don't know. I don't know if it's just what I'm getting from the vibe of our parents or if it was true. Because our parents, like, I think both my mom and your mom are chill people. Like, yeah. my my mom is very relaxed. Like, she's she's not someone who is stressed out and high strung. Like, she's she was probably yeah. just 
just like, yeah, here's my wedding. Like, and she also isn't someone who really like cares too much about expectations. Like, I think when she was going through her wedding planning, like, you know, she she just came back from BC, so she didn't have a, a really strong network. So I can imagine that being stressful. But for her, it was just like, oh, I'm getting married, so I'm just gonna do what I gotta do, and like, my family's here, thankfully, and yeah. I'll just make it make it happen. So that's a much better attitude. Like, oh my gosh, I know it is nowhere near what it is like today. And like, so my parents had a really small wedding. They had like maybe 40 guests, maybe. Um, and they just they just decided like it was always gonna be that way. And the day that they got married, it was just the ceremony at the church again that your parents got married in, my parents got everybody got married in. Same church. And then they went back to my mom's house for like snacks and cake. I love it. And pictures. And then my parents went on their honeymoon, which was um a tour through the New England states. And um that was 10 days where they just like drove through the New England state. And then they got back and they had a big reception, um, like at a kind of rustic hall. So that was more like the party. Yeah. There was like 75, 80 people at that. And again, my mom remade her cake. She made a replica of her cake for that remade all of the food wore her dress again my dad wore his suit again they bought all the alcohol for their party like all of the things um but my mom said her like the day that they got married their honeymoon and their reception a month later cost no more than five thousand dollars altogether that is incredible because she did it all she did all of it she was like yeah fuck it i'll do it i was like when did you even because my mom was also working in toronto at this time which is two hours away from where she lived so Mm -hmm. she was commuting back and forth to toronto i was like so when did you have time to secretly work on your wedding dress when nobody knew you were engaged right because she worked at a um um like a sewing shop in toronto mm. so she was like oh i just took it to the shop I just worked on it there wow like okay you psychopath because it's funny because when you talk about her doing all this work for a wedding like i imagine the childhood house that you had for some reason like her with her big kitchen and like the oven and i'm like oh wait that's before all of this like yeah you don't have the same setup the same resources the same t- like time to do it like you have to really like pull things together oh and another stress that my parents mentioned that I thought was really funny that this came out because I like dug for a lot of the stress of like what I know of stressful wedding things like nowadays but my parents because I was like walk me through the day of the wedding like was that stressful mom was like no just got up made sure the cake was done made sure the food was ready did my hair did my makeup put a dress on took some pictures I was like okay and my dad was like yeah our, uh, our car was hidden at the car that my parents owned together was like a Honda I don't even know 1980s Honda something it was white and it was hidden in their garage I was like what do you mean your why is your car hidden and my mom was like well it was really big back then to like do things to the car of the people getting married like people would spray paint it put confetti and like all the nooks and crevices like tie the cans to the back like just married and like shaving cream and stuff all over it and my my aunt Pearl who was getting married a weekend before my parents was notorious for doing stuff like that my aunt Pearl has (laughs) always pulled out all of the like weird traditional like stops when it comes to pulling pranks so they literally had to hide their car for fear of it getting like messed up for their wedding so yeah I thought that was a really interesting other stress that like we don't have those traditions anymore because we rent limos for our weddings yeah or like people just take ubers to the venues and like who has a car these days I mean people who live in I mean you do but I just find a lot of people who live in the city, they're just like, I just take transit everywhere. Why do I need a car? Like people just don't always have cars. It's just so different. And like, I don't know. I think a lot of the stress we have these days, I think this is just a reminder that we put it on ourselves and it's more self-inflicted. And in some ways, I think there's less expectation and like maybe not everybody gets married these days and that's cool. Like there's less pressure overall, but it's like when you do decide to get married, I think there is a lot more pressure on like, you have to throw this party that everyone 
has to like compare to all their other parties and yeah and it's not just like a celebration for you and an intimate group it's like unless you want it to be but i feel like, like a competition it does it does feel that way yeah and the, like you get the best pictures and you post them on social media and it's like it's like a I don't know. It's another one of those things that's an added stress. A lot of people do it. Speaking of stress, actually, before we speak of stress, we're going to take a break. Yep. Hey, Tranquilites. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We put out a new podcast episode every Monday, and we'd love for you to subscribe to us so you can see our beautiful little logo pop up on Mondays or Tuesday mornings, wherever you want to listen to it. And don't forget to leave us a review with a challenge idea. Slide into our DMs with a topic idea. And most importantly, share our posts and get at us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. And we'd love for you to join our little Tranquilite squad. And you can also email us at justrelaxpod at gmail.com. And all of our social media handles are at justrelaxpod. See you there. So speaking of stress, we have been on our yoga challenge for a week as our current way of mitigating and dealing with our stress, anxiety, depression, all those things, all of the above. Yep. How is it going for you? I'm not I can, that excited about it. Say, I can tell by your face how it's going for you. I just feel like it's not doing it for me. I'm not getting this big moment of like, wow, I feel so relaxed now. I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, don't forget to do yoga because that's the challenge. I think I'm also just kind of not in the best mood lately. <laughs> so I think I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't want to. Which but, is fair. That's part of life. Yeah. So like I do it in the mornings and I do find it satisfying to hear those like pops and cracks when I like stretch out my back and do like child's pose. So it's satisfying in that way, but I feel like uh, it's it's not been like a game changer yet. Um, one thing I do like when I have like the tension in my back from costochondritis is like I have certain stretches I do, um, but I find like I do them only when I have a flare. I don't do them to prevent a flare. So that's mm. kind of what I'm thinking is like that might be a benefit if I notice that I don't have flare up because I've been like doing the work ahead of time. That would be really nice. So that's kind of my yes. hope for the remainder of the challenge is that I notice it's helping more long term than it is like a quick relaxation fix what about you uh first can i ask when you're doing yoga like what kind of yoga are you doing is it meant to be like more physically active are you trying to sweat are you trying to tone are you trying to what is the what are what kind of yoga are you doing oh i'm just trying to get a good stretch so like i'll do it before or after i work out some days other days like i went on uh, a hike after like um this past weekend and then I did a good stretch afterwards to try and like, you know, not get stiff and sore the next day. So it's it's for stretching. It's not for like toning or getting stronger. It's it's to like release tension. Yes, yeah. perfect. Me too. Okay. Um, so I'm a little bit obsessed with this practice. I don't know if it's just because like I'm in a good headspace. If I was already like mentally there and I had this idea before I went into this, like when you suggested the yoga challenge next, I was like, perfect. I'm already thinking that I wanted to get back into yoga to try to get like my body back and like I, like and by my body back I mean I just want to try to have more control over it I just feel like this year I've lost a lot of control in terms of like my injuries and my knee and stuff so mm-hmm. and like my depression so it's it's nice to be able to do this thing where I'm bonding with my body instead of like feeling alienated from it so maybe because I was already in this mental state where I was like willing to put the work in and willing to like reach for that connection that I was that you're meant to have like yoga really is like a combination of like mind body spirit so if you go into it with just the intention of one thing and not like the all three then I feel like you're not getting its full whatever it has to offer so like sometimes I feel super lame when I go into yoga being like I am intentional and like I like lean into the like 
feeling of my breath and the like serenity of my chakras and blah 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 but like I feel like that's how I really get something out of it and it's like not even like I'm faking it I'm like yo the stretch feels great I feel like rejuvenated after I'm more like relaxed for the rest of the day I feel happier with like how my body feels how calm my mind is because it does have that weird element of meditation in it where you're just like focusing like I just really try to focus on my breathing Mm -hmm. which is what you're supposed to do which is a hard thing to do I think it took me a long time to be able to execute that but I'm I'm digging it and honestly like I'm just doing fucking like 20 minutes of stretches every day too like I'm not doing anything extreme it's a lot of child pose and cat cow and half pigeon and look those things up if you don't know what they are ladies and gentlemen yeah. And so how's the app going? The downward I dog app. I really like the downward dog app. Honestly, like I'm gonna stick with it. I think it's fantastic because I can like, I'm just gonna open it right now, but like I can choose how long I want it to be. Um, I can choose the level. So like, if I do want it to be a little bit more impactful, I choose like more than just like beginner. <laughs> mm. um, and then it's like, I can choose you know, different types of yoga. So I have it set to restorative, my length, how long I want it to be. And then like, I can add anything, like if I need it to be, um, fuck, if I need it to be mindful, if I need to be mindful of my knee, so it needs to be like a lot of pose, like a lot of um, poses that either protect the knee or poses that don't use the knee or whatever. Like it just, it just is easy to tailor to what you need it to be. And I really appreciate the music. That's nice. I feel like I've um, been doing it silent because I'm trying to step away from social media as you've been talking about um so that maybe hinders a little bit because i have to work through all this mental space before i would get to any like serenity um because i'm thinking like throughout i'm just like oh like after this i need to do this and like don't forget to put your laundry in the dryer don't forget to do this like i just don't think i'm giving up like i'm not giving into it so that's what i'm gonna try and do a little bit more to lean Um, in yeah i'll lean in and i'll I'll just do like the ridiculous stuff too and like think about chakras and like you know think a little bit more in with more intention so that's like the key so i'm gonna try harder i'm hopeful we'll see how the rest of this goes it just i just thought of the song survivor by destiny's child i'm not gonna give up i'm not gonna stop i'm gonna work harder and i'm just like yeah girl you get it um <laughs> thank you for that i love when the uh yoga instructor is like no bring your hands together in front of your heart chakra <laughs> I'm like okay heart chakra uh I, I don't know. Usually when I hear this stuff, I'm just like, okay. Like, it's so funny because I would expect you as a tranquilite to lean into that and me as a namaste to be like, what the fuck? But it's really the opposite. I think namaste's like to lean in and be a little bit. I also think this is a very like, um, it's at the forefront of our society. It's not, you know, it's it's kind of like a lot of people know about yoga. It's not hard to go to yoga class. Like it's very yeah. accessible. It's very top of mind. So I don't know. I think I'm less excited about it because it's not something that I'm, I'm overly curious about because it is something that I've tried throughout the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, but then again, I don't think I'm like giving it a proper chance because I know like I keep talking about the one moment where I went to this long yoga class and like after I was like, oh yeah, like this feels good. Like this is where you're supposed to be. And like, I feel more like connected with my body. And I do remember like uh, last time I was kind of in, a, in another yoga like trial, someone commented on like the way I was moving myself and they're like, you have just great elegant posture. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> 
me? Okay. Uh, I think it's because at the time I was like doing yoga. So I was able to like hold myself yeah. better So because yeah. I was stretched out. So I felt more like secure in my body. And it's also like awareness of your body. So like it helps you like feel where you're at and like just think about, you know, your strength and like breathe into different parts of your body. So I think it is, it has more benefits than just relaxing. It's also good for like, you know, overall health. Exactly. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to continue uh, with the yoga. Because it's not like I'm doing anything intense. It's like 20 minutes before bed. It's on my phone. So good. All right. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We'll check we'll in. Talk to you next week when we uh, conclude. Conclude yoga. Conclude our yoga challenge. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a namaste, namaste. Oh, God. Say, Bye. Say the tranquil oh, thing. Tranquil oh. night, tranquil night. Yes. Oh, I feel so lame. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us complain about all the things that stress us out. It's like we're best friends already. Join us next week to hear us bitch about more things that stress us out. Until then, just relax. 